welcome. This is the No Cash No Code podcast season three. I am your host and commissioner, Andre Clark, and I'm joined as ever by the historian himself dragging us through week after week. This has been fantastic. How are you, Tom? I am doing very well. Thank you, Andre. Hello to our listener. Um, It's a pretty grim uh, Friday afternoon in London, but we've got a Friday night kickoff for the first time this season, which I'm sure will trip a few people up. And we've got a great slate of fixtures coming up. Fantastic. I will make sure this goes out just after the deadline so we get to trip up anyone that we need to. It's episode eight for those that are counting. It's been a while since we've got together. What has happened in the last week? So we've obviously had some Champions League games midweek. Lovely to have that back. Um, Champions Europe, Chelsea. Uh, tough, tough, tough assignment against the Russians. But um, we have to cast our mind back almost a full week to Saturday um, last weekend uh, with what started as a, as a game, which I'm sure you enjoyed, Andre. You haven't had much cheer so far this season from your own side, but seeing the Spuds get beaten 3-0 uh, by Crystal <laughs> Palace of all teams, um, could we be seeing... Yeah. Could we be seeing a little bit of Patrick's Crystal Palace um, starting to come to the party? Uh, just a little aside, um, Usman Edward, who scored two goals on his debut, is a man who played previously for Celtic, um, who are my team in Scotland. I could not rate him less and had been <laughs> sending messages to my brother um, along those lines in the build-up to, to his signing for Palace. What a waste of money, etc., etc. Off the bench, two goals. Um, got some pretty lively messages back. Um, did you did you see any of that? I never watch a Spurs game. I definitely went straight for the highlights though to watch that one once it had gone in. Really good. And I really wanted to reach for my phone, but we hadn't played yet. So just had to, to sit on it. But yeah, fantastic result. A lovely performance from young Chelsea man, uh, Mr. Gallagher, who I have to say uh, I'm expecting to see in some fantasy teams sooner rather than later. Arsenal, first uh, win of the season, first goal of the season, limped home 1-0 against Norwich. Don't think we need, do we need to touch on much there? Nah. <laughs> um, no, nothing to say. Brighton got a late winner against Brentford. Clean sheets for the thousands of us with Sanchez in goal. Man City, uh, Leicester was a really good game. Um, 1-0 to Manchester City. And then it was the Cristiano show. Um, I'm sure we will talk plenty about him, but great to have him back in the Prem. Uh, it was almost like he hadn't been away, wasn't it? So that was a thumping win for United against Newcastle, which I think we were all expecting. Southampton and West Ham, drab nil-nil. Wolves really starting to look the part. Um, I th- I'm expecting to see more Wolves players and FPL teams in the coming weeks as well. Big 2-0 win. Super Chelsea looked very good again against Aston Villa. Romelu um, doing what Cristiano did with a couple of goals. I have no doubt, Andre, that there'll be some Ronaldo versus Lukaku uh, battles um, in FPL this season. Uh, Liverpool beat Leeds 3-0. Leeds looking pretty drab with plenty of Leeds players kicking around the league. And Everton, Burnley was a remarkable game. I don't know if you saw any of this, um, but uh, Everton Everton got three very, very good goals to win 3-1. Um, and uh, turned around a deficit there, having looked pretty pretty ordinary in the first half. Uh, Rafa, Rafa's men starting to, to look the part and um, Damari Gray back in the Prem and back in the goal. Three, three and three for him. 
that guy is just like confounding statistics, as did that week for me. Really strange one. So that's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine clean sheets, I think. Mm. Uh, and yet, and world average of 57 points. And you've just given a roll call of the who's who of scorers. And every one of those appears to be in every single team with your Ronaldo's, the Cacos, Fernandez's. So surprising that the world average is only 57, but no cash, no code. You don't let us down. We have a few people that are way, way above that national average. So shall we start with how that actually happened? Let's go with picks. We'll do our usual system. You go first. Let us know who you think deserves the Pick of the Week award. Let's have a bit of a debate. Only one winner uh, this week. Oof, um, big statement. And that is a man uh, very, very close to your heart, flying high as you are in the top 10. Wild card brought in a man who I'm expecting to see in a lot of teams over the next few weeks. The Wolves defender, Marsal. 13 points. Jeff Moy, Pick of the Week. Oh, so I have to open Jeff's team on my. Okay, hold on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not a bad choice. Um, so you say there's only one option. I'm I'm going to say Tom Kane for the left field pick of a Bamiyang. I mean that took some some serious uh, gumption. Did well there. It's Friday night. I've had a few beers. Went out with gumption is my choice of word uh, to go with a Bamiyang where there'd be not a sniff of him scoring, not a sniff of our team scoring. Nine points. Uh, there's another wild carder who's in the same WhatsApp group as Jeff uh, Aaron with Kincello with twelve. Uh, following the Tom Maxwell differential uh, filter, those are definitely the three highest scores. I'm trying to find a way of talking long enough to split a hair to find a way not to give it to him. But I was stunned. I thought Marcel versus Semedo was going to be the topic. Not a single Semedo owner in the league. Only one Marcel owner. The stats were there. He's done his homework. Fair play. Jeff Moy, unanimous decision for pick of the week. It hurts because he's really texted about this. So yeah, 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 mate, you won it. Let's move on very quickly. Um, I might just also quickly call out Jamie Cork, um, who Ooh, please do. Who uh, a couple of things about Jamie Cork? Uh, one, Paul Pogba, only owner in the league, um, and obviously is having a cracking time of it. Nine points last week. Um, Jamie messaged me this week, Andre. I don't know if he's a listener <laughs> to the show. Um, but, he's a listener. Uh, messaged me to see whether I was after a new job, which was absolutely <laughs> lovely to hear from him. Dropped him. <laughs> That dropped him. This might actually be hurt of the week. Dropped him a note back to say, "Not sure if you're aware that I, I'm the guy that you listen to on the podcast." <laughs> and uh, not really looking, but Fantastic. very happy to have a catch up. Have I heard back from him? Have I ever? Not That's a, the thing not with a dicky bird. Not a dicky Never, bird. Exactly. If you if you're not sending the CV, they're just not interested. Headhunters, they're all the same. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Does that make you a differential? Uh, I mean. Sorry, anyway, let's get back on track. So, uh, <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. That is our uh, pick of the week. Do you want to go first again for team? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, only one winner here um, because I uh, basically took out anyone who'd wildcarded and I took out anyone. Yeah, sure. But you've got to find a way. Uh, took out anyone who'd wildcarded, removed anyone who'd taken a hit, and came up with Ed Mullane's 68 points, two transfers um, that he'd rolled over. So no hits for him. Got Ronaldo in the team. Didn't even captain him. Salah was his skipper. 
Um, Anne had minus one from Antonio, but um, 68 points is a terrific effort in what was not an easy week. Zero points on the bench, which I, I must admit, I might be a little bit nervous about that coming into the next few weeks with the Champions League yes, and the UEFA really. Cup back. Uh, it's actually the UEFA Cup I'm probably more worried about than the Champions League, funny enough. We can maybe come on to that later. But um, 68 points, cracking effort. Edna Lane, my team of the week. As a fan of a team that's no longer in Europe, I'm loving that uh, Thursday Cup and the damage it's causing. But let's get on, uh, on to this. Uh, we have a debate. So um, I'm going to go a little bit deeper. Um, obviously, there are, what, five, six, seven teams in the league, and all of those involved a wild card or a minus four, taking them below that 70-point benchmark. So I'm going to do the same as you. I'm going to discount uh, the wild carders, as good as those scores were overall. So that leaves us with big fan of George Johnson's team. Um, no wild card. He's plus 14 on his transfers for the week. It was a very simple two for two, like many of us did, but without a hit. So out went Sun, out went Vardy, in came CR7 himself and Grealish. So a fantastic turn. And it's the time of year where Johnson starts to warm his team up. So that's not unexpected. Ed Mullane did jump off the page. 68 points, as you said, no wild card. Captain Salah, double Brighton, uh, and he moved to second. Well, joint first, but second in the league. So fantastic, fantastic stuff. But I thought with Ed, the reason I'm so impressed with that 68 is the fact he did it without a wild card. But there's someone who had a score that should have been the highest in the week, even without a wild card and without a hit, if it wasn't for what can only be described as self-inflicted tomfoolery in some sort of emotional hedge. Yes, it's Mr. Emotional Hedge himself, Jeff Brown. I mean, 64 points. Oh, no, he's pulled a wild card. I've absolutely missed that. No, I'm still going to give it to him. 64 points on his wild card, not as high as other wild card scores. However... Sanchez, Alonso, Shaw, Diaz. What a big back four that he's gone with there. A couple of differentials in midfield with the likes of Torore. Both Lukaku and Ronaldo. He would easily be in the highest scorer, but he decided to give Bamford the captaincy against Liverpool. We all know what you're doing, Jeff. It's not funny. It's not clever. We're okay with you skipping out on Liverpool players, but that is one step too far. Had he have captained his vice-captain, Lukaku, or his captain, Ronaldo, it would have been actually one of the best scores in the world, never mind in our league overall. So I was about to give it to Jeff. I had missed the wild card. So backpedal, backpedal. Congratulations, Ed Mullane. I agree with you. Also, just to, just to note on George Johnson, he does also have Pogba, so I was incorrect there as well. We're having a bit of a shocker today. He also, George Johnson played with 10. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, Mason Mount, uh, not in the Chelsea side this week. So he played with 10, had Antonio sent off, so he ended up with nine. Um, so Starting Mares as well. So. 60, <laughs> 64 with nine men is a pretty good effort, I would say. It's a very good effort. It's a contender, but I think Ed gets it with the 68. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. So we're unanimous on two. Um, well, I guess that leads quite nicely talking about uh, Johnson's team and the minus one. Shall we do some hurt? Um, yeah. I'm happy you go, you to go first. open this one. Yeah, you go okay, first. Okay, so there's been a theme on a lot of these pods. In fact, I named two of them almost identically on this basis. And it's been the love of uh, all things Hammers and uh, a certain Antonio. There are... I mean, we've had a minus one, I think, in week one. We've had minus two winner in week two. This week, we've had the dreaded minus captains. Three of them, in fact. 
looking at the captains around the league, we've got five Cristiano Ronaldo's, uh, five Salas, four Brunos, three Lukaku's, all of them put in multiple goals. And as a uh, Salah owner, it must have been really interesting waiting for the results to come through. Same for Lukaku, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. At the same time, you've got the blank by Antonio, the late red card. To captain that for Colin Mark and John Nazori must have been horrific. But at least with Mark and Colin, they are Hammer fans. They were always going to do that anyway. There was nothing that was going to stop them. John Nazori has no reason to have gone in such a differential. The other two, their teams are slightly strangely configured. So if you look at their vice captains, you've got Mount and Rafina who both blanked. So if your decision was between a minus one and a two, it's not going to feel that bad. I really dislike when my vice captain outscores my captain. For me, a minus one captain was always going to give you a strong chance of winning her. John Nassori not deciding between Sada and Antonio until the last minute, going Antonio and therefore finishing with a horrific score for me is the hurt of the week. But there is lots more that we can discuss. That's my, my nomination. Yeah, no, it's a lovely idea, uh, but it's not not the right answer. Um, <laughs> you've talked about, you know, plenty of minus ones in the league, couple of minus twos in the league, one minus three in the league, and one minus mm-hmm. four in the league. Uh, minus three went, obviously, to Mr. Tanganga. Uh, Aaron Mack. Aaron Mack. Um, but nothing can beat the week that poor Rob Leach had. Uh, and I feel bad because I think we've already given him a Hurt of the Week award, maybe even last week. Um, but he had both Tanganga and Antonio. Uh, so he also finished with nine men, but with minus four. Uh, I don't feel that's as bad. When he had his Lukaku score 26 out of 54, I think he's feeling okay with life. I think when everyone else's captains are banging in left, right and centre... Um, maybe it's my own personal uh, definition of her, but flying down the table with 50 points and knowing you could have done so much better in your team, I think it's personally John. Happy to agree to disagree with that one. We can ask the fans uh, what their well, thoughts the only, are, what the list of things. The only thing I would say is that he he effectively brought Lukaku in for Fernandez, and Bruno did also score some points. I know, and if he captained him, yeah. you know, etc. etc. Et so, um. Yeah, I just I, I've I've not seen for a long time one player minus two, two minus points, uh, and obviously you know that that will have a pretty big impact on his team for next week as well. Um, albeit that he's actually got a very strong bench, Rob. So hopefully that, that might right that might, James might help in. him. Yeah. Okay, let's push. Let's see who does better next week on it. Um, but yeah, the Tang- Tanganga is going to get a mention very shortly. I've got another one that I'd like to ask about. I'm sorry to do this to you because you are not the other Maxwell, but do you want to look at Dynamo Differential uh, and ask your thoughts as to what's going on there? 46 points, flying down the table even further with some interesting choices there with a, an Aaron's and a Smith Rowe getting a run out. Um, thoughts on this team, even as a minus one. Oh, we missed the other minus one, didn't we? There's a Wolves player who started for someone else. I forgot that, but yeah. You know, yeah I think he was on something. the bench. I think he was on the bench. Uh, what's going on with that team? Well, I'm just looking at it now and it's hard to Did believe that that team adds up to £100 million, pounds, isn't it? If I'm being really <laughs> honest. <laughs> Um, well, he's got he's, $4 million in the bank for some reason. Oh, no, is that what it 98. is? He's down to $98 million value already, uh, $4 million in the bank. Oh, I would spend that. I would child. definitely spend that. It's, it's not going well. No, no. And um, 
he got I, I I picked him up on the fact that he hadn't made any changes for the first couple of weeks, and the the, the commissioner was getting a bit itchy. He took <laughs> huge offence and said he was just really happy with the side, and he just felt the squad needed bedding in. You know, he sort of related it to Wolves and the fact that they've got a new manager in, taking a bit of time to get going, some tough early fixtures, but you know, it, it, it's not looking good uh, for the youngster. Oh. Um, I'm going to spoiler for later pods, but Ali, you're really messing with my preseason predictions here. Whereas uh, the other 40 ish clubs, not so much. Like we've got an Ade, we've got an Elijah. Like there are some names around him, Mark Dash, that you really would not expect to be in his part of town. But looking, anyway, forward, so, to, looking forward to seeing where you've got Tom Everett, because I mean, he obviously had a very good year last year, confounding the year before where he nearly got kicked out and now he's back down the bottom. Although I had I had missed that he does have, he's the only owner of Decore, who's scored 10 points and played an absolute stormer for Everton on Monday night so um, that's a that's quite a fun pick but that's uh, phenomenal yeah, should have got a shout out in pick of the week there apologies for that he's um, he's he's struggling a bit as well he is indeed alright let's do a new game so new section let's do a wildcard watch a lot of wild cards thrown around the league this week. I just wanted to have a quick look at them and we'll do a bit of an analysis. So good news, anybody who uh, decides they're on a wild card this week. Tom, what are your thoughts on wild carding? Well, I am wild carding this week uh, and I spent the uh, half an hour before this trying to figure out why I'd clicked the wild card button at whatever point I did earlier in the week um, because I think I'm going to regret it. But I just got really fed up with my performances so far this season and being mid-table falling well behind the top lot uh decided to to press the button but um yeah i mean look people wanted ronaldo in didn't they and uh you were among the the lot who took the minus four and were thoroughly vindicated for it um there is a definitely a big fixture switch coming up in a couple of weeks time yep i'm always a big believer in wild carding early you know, earlier rather than later in order to A, make sure you're you're picking up some cash and not losing it like Ali Maxwell or B, um, once the team settled down and we know who are going to be good and who aren't, it's, it's good to get on those bandwagons early. Um, I do wonder whether myself and the others who have wildcarded already might be going too early. Too but- soon? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But equally, I, having had a look through it, there are three or four teams who have really, really sort of mid-table sides, not in Europe, who have a really nice run of it over the next 10 games. And, um, you know, you mentioned Marcel and Semedo. You know, Wolves look like they've got a great little run. They're starting to look much better after a slightly iffy start, but defensively really, really tidy. Um, And they're the sort of players who, by shifting in those cheaper defenders, you can free up some cash to try and get a bit creative further up the pitch. Well, let's see if that's what people did. I mean, we're going to see a lot of yellow, I think, in these wildcard teams. But yeah, so a new feature now for this week, just in time to go through Tom's uh, new team, which is probably going to look just the same as his old team, but we'll see uh, next week. So let's have a quick run through them. Uh, we're going to start with Jeff Moy's team. Got a couple of the highlights here. So he's gone with your aforementioned uh, double wolves, worked out at the back, not so much at the front. Um, interesting points on his team for me. You talk about feature strings later. Double... Double Wolves, double Handlers, double Brighton. No sign of Chelsea, no sign of City. One Spurs player uh, who got him a one-pointer and I think is not available for next week overall. I mean, it's done him well, 77, but mostly could have Marcel. If Marcel doesn't score, that's a pretty average-looking team for the week. He's in the mid-16s and we're not even speaking about him. Do you think he's feeling happy about his team right now? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I'm not 
not quite sure about the Gilmore Armati. I wouldn't want to be going in with a wild card with with two lads who are certainly no not guaranteed to start games. Uh, love Billy to bits, but it'd be the equivalent of having Claude Makélélé in your fantasy team. You're waiting for his last, the last game of his career to take a penalty in order to get himself a goal. He's Billy's not not a goal scorer, so um, I think the the bench is weak. The team looks strong. The Man City Chelsea thing, you know, those those who take the punt. Um, are going to have some really, really miserable weeks because I think yep. that Tuchel will rotate just as much as Pep does. We've got, you know, other than Lukaku, uh, we've got six or seven absolute gun attacking midfielders all vying for the same spot. Mount, you would have thought would be nailed on, didn't play last week. Um, and we've got two more. We've had a really tough start to the season, obviously gone really well so far. Two really difficult games next. And then I think we'll probably see a bit more Chelsea coming through after that. But, you know, we've seen, we've talked about James, he was certainly someone that I had on the radar early, but hasn't started some games. Alonso yep. obviously is starting over Chilwell, but no guarantee that lasts longer term. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a bit of a lottery, I would say, with both City being very well priced and Chelsea being very hard to predict. I think he's done well on his wild card. I, I think uh, it's fairly balanced, um, and I'm going to slightly disagree with you because on his bench, he did have the luxury of not starting Rafino. That's quite a lot of cash in one player yeah. if he's not going to start. So I assume he's rotating that one through. So going between three five, uh, three four three, and four three three is what I'm. Uh, yeah, four three three is what I imagine he's doing. But let's let's carry on before we go through. It, so we have time to go through everyone's team. Next is Nick Mick. He looks at his notes. Some interesting picks here. So our first sighting of Raya in goal for his first um, non-clean sheet, I believe. Actually, good timing. Dyer as well. Uh, we've got a Kieran Tierney. That's a lesser spotted around these parts. Um, hopelessly, hopefully, banging balls in the box for a striker that we don't actually own, but that might actually work out eventually that something drops. Thoughts overall, we've got a Leverimento on the bench. So we've got a lot of 4.0 and 4.5 action on that bench as well. What do we think about his squad? Yeah, I really like it. He, so he's gone with the two 4.0 defenders, albeit that Liveramento's up to 4.0, 4.1 now. And that clearly has just freed up a little bit more space for the Torres Greenwood uh, mm. midfield rather than a Rafina or a Gray or someone like that. Um, re- really like the team. Uh, and and certainly he's got three lads there, or four lads there on the bench that are going to play games. Um, or actually, Steer was only in, wasn't he? Because Martinez was... Yeah. Coviding, um, but no, I, I, I like it. Jimenez is a really interesting one, isn't it? Because he hasn't really looked. He, he, he all the stats would tell you that he's doing very well, but he hasn't scored a goal yet. So um, that will be an interesting, be interesting differential. One. Because both the teams we've gone through so far have got a Tottenham defender and Jimenez up front, but both didn't do very well as soon as they were put inside the team. And as you said, Jimenez yet to score. I like it balanced. Um, bit dangerous. Both of his defenders are 4.0 at start of season, but both seem to be playing well. I thought Williams was brilliant against Arsenal, actually. Uh, Pepe helps him quite often by running straight into him, but definitely, uh, thanks, uh, but uh, definitely one to watch on that price bracket. Okay, now I think it gets a bit weirder. So we've got Dylan next. Uh, Dylan's got double Watford mm. in his wildcard team. Mm. Uh, I don't. He didn't mean Dennis to play. Yeah, I think that's supposed to have been Calvert Lewin, but he got a Dennis one pointer. He's got Saar. Uh, we've got Digne. I mean, I guess that is the proverbial big at the back with Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Everton. All of those, I believe. No, White was a four point five at the start and, and dropping. Uh, rapidly only the one big man up top he hasn't gone with the Lukaku pick either thoughts on this little squad 
Well, I'm always hugely fond of listening to you try and um, enunciate <laughs> the French players' names. Digne might be my favourite for a while. Luca Dean is a is an interesting pick. He's 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 going to be coming out of my team. Um, Everton look less assured at the back than I might have hoped under under Rafa. But Ishmael Saar is the one that stands out to me at 6.0, a guy who's nailed on start for Watford. Lots of rave reviews about him from, from the brother in the championship last year. Um, hasn't scored, oh, scored on opening day, didn't he? And then ha- has had three three blanks. Watford, obviously, in, in a bit of brother early season, but certainly I, I think he's a good differential to have because they've got great fixtures. I think so. I, I, I actually quite like this one. I find that's one of the more interesting teams. Um, different to what I'm, my wildcard will look like, but I, did, I do like it overall. Side note, I've actually got an A-level in French. I don't know why I just did that. I think it's part of my refusal you have an to say things like... A-level? I'm old, mate. I'm really old. I've got an A-level in French, and I refuse to say uh, croissant properly or... Um, uh, paella or anything in the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, paella, anyway, that, let's, paella, that favourite French food. No, I hate, I hate when people pronounce things in... It doesn't matter. There's another tangent. It's a whole argument I've been having for years. And let's just start saying... Sack. Anyway, let's move on quickly to, to one of my pet mates. Uh, let's do Yanis Hatsko and Yanis's team. Wow. What a wild card. 55 points. It's not gone well on his first week for the wild card, but he got a bit unlucky with his double Chelsea. Uh, your aforementioned Mount not getting a minute. He managed to wild card into a Manquillo... Is that okay with you? Seven pointer on the bench nope. overall. He's got a sniff row uh, playing. I realized as soon as I said it, uh, he's got, it, it's a mixed bag for me. I'm, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this one. No. Uh, and he's got really unlucky. He's brought in the highest scoring goalkeeper on his wild card, slightly more expensive to get the one pointer from Hugo Lloris. I mean, not for me. So I, I think the the turning point for him is going to be if Brentford if Brentford obviously Brentford lost one nil to a last minute goal if they don't Janssen scores points Tony missed some chances there's definitely points there for him from Brentford and obviously his two Chelsea players he wants to be starting every week uh, tough fixtures as I said next couple of weeks but I I don't I don't mind it uh, it's pretty deep I would say um, but uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see how that goes from now I mean Smith. Rowan White. I mean, two Arsenal players seems like a good pun. I mean, I, I disagree completely. Two Arsenal players seems like one, if not two, too many. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, by, by good I meant a big pun rather than a good a pun. Sorry, pun. wrong, wrong massive use of the pun. Yeah. Uh, and Yanis really has to go to the ground every second week as it is. Like, how much more pain do you need, mate? Uh, right. So uh, here is the inspiration for this section, actually. I was very much enjoying the uh, hourly updates of Aaron Mack as he was making his wildcard team uh, throughout last week. And then, obviously, as the games kicked off, thinking he did the best thing ever and then the worst thing ever, then the best thing ever. And he's very happy with his 71 points overall. Different configuration. We've gone with a huge goalkeeper in Alisson. I'm going to go French for you on a Brazilian name. How does that feel? I'm going to do this on purpose now the whole way through. We've got our first Alonso, um, which, well, I guess people who got burnt end of last season are still shaking their heads on that one. He's got the fantastic pick of the week contender in Cancelo up front. Uh, sorry, in defence. He's got a really, really big defence overall. It's missorted on my screen right now because there was a substitution involved. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's got Jesus up front and he's got the first MacArthur I think I've seen in maybe 10 years of fantasy football overall. So a really different squad, which delivered. So maybe I'm wrong. 
I love. I, I actually really like it. Um, the problem is going to be that Jesus just isn't isn't going to start every week, and that's a lot of money to be spending on on someone not starting. Um, Grealish also going to be in and out. You would think with De Bruyne back. Uh, but if if that full squad is playing, then that might be my favourite one yet. But there's there's a big. I, I think I think there's a change coming with uh, with with Jesus Jesus spot up front there because if you're looking at his squad, there's no Salah. There's no Bruno. Obviously, he seems to have died now that Ronaldo exists. He's got a Mount that didn't play. Uh, he's got a Duffy. He's got enough. I think there's enough cash knocking around there between. He spent Greenish, it all on Jesus. his defence. He spent it all I on. He's got. He's got the most expensive goalkeeper in the game. And here's here's my prediction: Greenish gets downgraded, and Jesus gets upgraded, and we'll yeah. see Lukaku yeah. there in two weeks' time. Okay. Well, that slightly ruins the fun of it if he's got rid of his two City players. Uh, okay, that might. Well, he'll still have Cancelo. I, I, yeah. I, we'll see. We'll see which way he goes. I, I think from a captaincy standpoint, maybe that's where I'm thinking on this one. Only having Ronaldo that I'd be happy giving the armband to. Maybe a defender. That's not really how I play the game. I think we didn't have no Salah, no Bruno. I'm expecting to see a big two up top in that team in the near future. Aaron, looking forward to seeing what your moves are. Jeff, we've mentioned great squad. Love it. Did really well. Really good balance. I mean, Jeff, like you, you'd be a ten out of ten if you didn't mess around with the captains. Like I'm, I'm really impressed with that. One of the only rotating goalkeepers that we've seen. Uh, it's been really gone out of fashion this year. I think that's massively down to your goalkeeping woes section. I think that just changed the face of NCNC forever. Uh, but Jeff is that's a really tidy team, and to do that with no Liverpool. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. We're going to see him flying up the table. He's up to 24th. That is nosebleed territory for him. And I think we'll keep seeing those green arrows right behind Jamie Cork. Uh, an interesting one. Uh, let's go on to Ricky. It's been a tough start for Ricky. He's not as close to Nevin as he would have liked to have been, having been invited in. I, I feel Nevin's invited him in a kind of like bullying. I want to make sure I can publicly uh, <laughs> show the world your team. What are your thoughts on his wildcard? Uh, I'm 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 slightly nervous about the fact that he's gone triple wolves, but with a heavier weighting towards attack rather than defence. I think if I was going triple wolves, I'd want the two to be at the back rather than at the front. Um, again, Christensen not playing is is a is a real challenge, and we've got four defenders for three spots. Um, but I mean, generally, it's good. I mean, I, there aren't. There aren't too many differentials in there, but I think it's a it's a solid team. I think it was a cracking start. I think he got unlucky with one spot. If he moves his um, substitutes around, I'm not sure why you'd have Dennis as first sub. If White comes in for Christensen, then he's on 75 for the week. You're feeling pretty good. Not a huge fan of the midfield personally, I, but you know, splitting hairs, I guess, when you're talking about um, which of the under 7.5 or sorry, 7.5 and below midfielders you go with, it is a real shoot at the moment overall. I think he's done well. I think that's a good turnaround, a, a good start of a revival. It's already pushed in past Mark Dash and a couple of others. So really interesting to see. So welcome to the party, Ricky. Looking forward to seeing how your team produces. I think that's it for our new section. So uh, everyone's going to get a shout out at some point, I assume, unless you're going to hold on to your wild card for no reason at all throughout the entire season. We've got some tinkering to do. The deadline is coming up. So I think this is a good place to uh, end the pod. Been a pleasure and uh, have a lovely weekend. Same to you, sir. Bye-bye.